and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today on the 17th of November, 2020, at 5.22 in the morning. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you're probably not here at 5.22. Being, you know, it takes a while to record the podcast, and then you have to do a little bit of editing, and then you have to toss it up there online then you can listen to it and it'll be probably 45 minutes from now <laughs> if the computer works right sometimes it gets hiccups uh, but uh anyway glad that you are here my wife informed me that it is going to be a chilly day with like a high in the 40s Ugh. do we really need that when we had you know like 75 degree weather 10 days ago or so Ah, but then again, we're coming up on deer season. Well, it's actually deer season for bow hunters, but shotgun is this weekend, so you don't want it too warm. But uh, I really don't like it when it's too cold. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, anyway, hope that you are having a good start to your week, that, you know, Monday went well, and here we are on Tuesday, and um, so anyway, let's get into, I don't have much practical stuff to say, uh, other than let's get into our devotional study, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. If you are following along in your own copy of this, uh, this one day a year one, we are on February 5th. And, uh, as I always say, it is speaking in the first person, uh, uh, of Jesus as if he is the one that is talking. Seek my face, and you will find not only my presence, but also my peace. To receive my peace, you must change your grasping, controlling stance to one of openness and trust. The only thing you can grasp without damaging your soul is my hand. Ask my spirit within you to order your day and control your thoughts. For the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. You can have as much of, my, of me and my peace as you want through thousands of correct choices each day. The most persistent choice you face is whether to trust me or to worry. You will never run out of things to worry about, but you can tr choose to trust me no matter what. I am an ever-present help in trouble. Trust me, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Seek my face. That is... A phrase I've heard over and over again, um, whether it be in church or in other readings. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was a movie. Oh, that was in um, the third part of Lord of the Rings, when uh, the uh, king of the I can't remember their name. The people who rode had the horses. And they, they're at the end of the, the big battle. 
that was there at the White City. And he's been mortally wounded. And his daughter had dressed as a man warrior. And uh, she was there and she had worked to protect him, her father. And he kind of gets his vision in his last moments of life. And he says, I know your face. Not quite the same words. But, you know, the idea of a face is so important. When you see a person, aren't your eyes drawn to their face? Why? Well, so you know who they are. If you know them or not, they're a friend or foe. You're also drawn to their face because that is where we as humans see emotion. We see it in the face. We see it in the mouth. We see it in the eyes. Those are the areas where we have the most muscle control. And while it's obviously voluntary muscles, there's a lot of facial movements that we never think about consciously. They just occur, a natural response. You look at a dog's face and you don't have a lot that the same kind of expression change. But if you look to a dog's tail, there you will, you will see expression. It's kind of like with a cat. If you watch the ears, the ears, you know, are, are a, a key thing to watch, to see. But I digress. Let's get back to seek my face. You see, if it is a happy face, you like seeing it. If it's an angry face or a sarcastic face you, or you know something like that, you don't. So seek the face of God without fear, but recognize his love in his face comes to my mind. Seek my face and you will not or you will find not only pres uh, my presence, but also my peace. Because when he looks, when, when, we, when we look to him, we see what his desires and his intentions are for us. He wants us close, and he wants us to experience his peace. To receive my peace, you must change your grasping, controlling stance. Grasping and controlling. I was, um, in my other podcast that I do consistently, um, which is the uh, I Hate Anxiety podcast, um, I recently I've talked about the idea of control and how we can believe that when we have control, we are safe and secure. And that can lead to a lot of problems if you don't share that kind of, of control with other people. Or if we just always assume if we're not in control, we're in danger. And I think that's kind of what's tapping into here. To receive my peace, you must change your grasping, controlling stance. See, we try to control things 
so that things go the way we want. That's a normal reaction. Okay, I want to, uh, uh, you know, go someplace. I want to be in charge. Or, you know, if I if I um, do this or do that, and I'm the one making the decision, I can be assured that other people aren't going to make mistakes for me. Yet, we also make mistakes. We also make bad calls. We also go down the wrong paths. So to receive my peace, God's peace, we must change our grasping, controlling stance to one of openness and trust. Openness and trust. We have to be open to what Jesus is presenting to us in our daily life. And we must trust him as we go through that. We don't necessarily understand what the outcome is going to be, often because we're not listening to the, to the subtle direction that God is giving us. Or he's not giving us too much because he knows we can't handle it. I like this one. The only thing you can grasp without damaging your soul is my hand. When we grasp onto things that we think will give us security, that will give us peace, we often find out that it doesn't. You know, how many people have you heard or you yourself have said, you know, if I could just win the lottery, boy, all these problems will be gone. However, you have an incredibly new set of problems that goes with having more money than you know how to manage. I know some of you are going and I've said it too. Yeah, I would like to, I would like to have that challenge. Just plop a hundred million here in my lap. I'd like the challenge of seeing if I can manage it. I wish it was that easy, but you know what? It's not. Over the years, I have known and some I have worked with people that have come into large sums of money. <clears throat> uh, it, if it is beyond what you have dealt with in the past, you don't, you don't realize what you're getting into. That's why so many lottery winners are bankrupt in just a few years. Many of them <clears throat> are, are, because of their new wealth, able to make bad decisions that they never could before because they didn't have the money. And so um, when we grasp onto money, what happens when it doesn't work out that way or it draws the wrong kind of people to you? So many celebrities believe that they will have all that they want if they just have fame, fame and fortune, and they get pulled into evil circles, pulled into evil circles, and now all of a sudden things are not going well at all. Uh, their lives become destroyed. We can look to a lot of child stars that way then their lives become nothing but a hot mess. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of things when we grasp onto it. Doesn't work well. 
But when you grasp the hand of Jesus and let him guide you, guess what? It's different. Ask my spirit within you to order your day and control your thoughts. Holy Spirit dwells inside of the believer. Dwells in there. So if you have part of the Trinity dwelling inside of you, why not ask him to order your day, to control your thoughts, to guide you, to guide you in what is good and what is according to his plan. For the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. And that's what we want. We want life, life to the abundance, but the good kind of life that God wants us to have. So let's let him pick it out. And the peace where the hurricane swirls around you, but you do not fear because you have that sense of peace that God has given you. You can have as much of me and my peace as you want. You can't have as much chocolate cake as you want. Can't have as much lobster as you want. Can't have as much money as you want. Can't have as many friends as you want. Can't have as big of a house as you want. But this is neat. And this I can, I can fully believe. You can have as much of me and my peace as you want. As much as you desire. Through thousands of correct choices each day. The choices that keep you close to him. Not the choices that take you farther away. Through thousands of correct choices each day. What are the things that he wants you to do? When we, when we are closer and closer to Jesus, our mindset gets more in tune with his. It's kind of like, I don't know, this just popped into my head. You've got, uh, you're out on the beach and you bring a radio. And you've got that radio playing by where you're laid out on the sand. And all seems, all seems good. But then there's another radio in the, the background. And it's like, oh, that's a great mix of songs that's playing. But I've got my own. I'll listen to it. But as you're listening, you still hear the other. And it's like, wait a minute. And so you're listening to that and you try to tune in your radio to the station that that radio is playing. And as you tune and get the frequency closer and closer to the other radio's frequency, all of a sudden you start getting the same music as the other one is playing. Maybe that's not the best analogy. But if we want the, the peace that is offered and we have all these different choices we can make, if we just strive to have as, as 
best of a connection, like tuning in on God's frequency, tuning in on his choices, making decisions based on, you know, how he's prompting us. Guess what? We're getting more and more the peace. The radios become in sync, not because God's radio changed, but because we allowed through openness and presence for our radio to change to his frequency. The most persistent choice you face is whether to trust me or to worry. So many people, so many people have come to me distressed with worry. And as we tease out the different things that they are worrying about, I guess it comes down to, for a lot of them, they are lost as far as who to trust. You can, the most persistent choice you will face is whether to trust me or to worry. Well, you know what? Do you trust a stranger? Remember that commercial a few years ago? There was this person, he had this briefcase and he sees this stranger and they've got a hidden camera on him and says, you know, he opens it up and he shows them all these thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and, you know, wrapped up in the case. And he says, I've got to go inside. Will you just hold on to this? I'll be back in just a few minutes. And the cameras are going and the person's sitting there like, you know, Okay, I hope he comes back soon. I've never had this much cash in my life, and I think something bad's going to happen. You know, I hope you don't trust, you know, a stranger like that. That's that's not necessarily a wise trust. Or when LifeLock, that um, uh, company, came out where it was uh, protect your identity, and the uh, president of LifeLock, he uh, had his social security number put onto the side of a semi-truck as advertising because, you know, he was saying, you know, you can trust us to protect your security so much. Our CEO has his social security number on a truck, on a billboard. Yeah. Trust. Uh, people often don't know what to trust, who to trust. But the closer you get to somebody, you can trust them more because you know them. And you may know, hey, I can trust them in this area, but not in that area. But here, we're talking about trusting Jesus that all things are going to work out according to his plan or to worry. You'll never run out of things to worry about. Boy, that's for sure. We can worry about anything and everything. But you can choose to trust me no matter what. That's hard. But let me tell you, the closer you get to his presence, the easier it is. I am an ever-present help in trouble. I'm always there. That's what God tells us. I'm an ever-present help in trouble. Trust me, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. You know, everything in creation is temporary. This whole planet is temporary. God isn't. God is 
always. Always in the past, always in the present, always in the future, because he's outside of our time and space. He simply, he is. You know, when Moses was uh, being sent by God to free the Israelites that were held in captivity and slavery in Egypt. He said, who, who, you know, the, you know, you're, you're God, but what name shall I use? And he said, I am. I think the full thing was, I am that I am. I'm not confusing that with Papa, am I? But it was, I am. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. He always is. He will last. And we, when we grasp his hand, he's not going to release it on us and trick us. He will hold on. We may jerk our hand away from him. But as long as we grasp his hand, he's not going to release his grasp. All right. Let me put my glasses on and let's look at our verses. The first is Romans chapter 8. And we're looking at verse 6. And uh, this section is titled, Life in the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Romans 8, verse 6. Yeah, when we set our minds on the flesh, on the sinful flesh, on the things that are temporary, the things of this world... It leads to death. But when we set our mind on the Spirit of God, it's life and it's peace. It's lasting. Numbers 6. And uh, this week we had, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday we had this one? Da, 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 da. Yes, we had this yesterday. So we're going to get a second helping of it. And um, the focus is on the, uh, the last verse. We're looking at verse 26, but it is Aaron's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And verse 26, the Lord lift his countenance, his face upon you and give you peace. Give you peace. Finally, Psalm 46, and I believe we have had this before also, and it says, um, this is verses 1 and 2, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, and the mountains, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's happening around us as long as we are placing our trust in our loving God. He's our refuge. He's our strength. I like this, this next line. A very present help in trouble. Not in the past where he said, hey, there's going to be this trouble up there. Here's what you need to do. 
it's he's there in the present with us. All right. Well, that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed this study and that it has been helpful to you. And uh, with that said, we will catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.